If there is one thing I know to be true after 100 episodes, it is that I am way more resilient than I gave myself credit for. And have I ever learned a lot about life, about my faith, about myself, and about people? So this will be no ordinary trip down memory lane today. I want to share with you the five most impactful moments for me personally as I've been recording The Courage Cast and how these moments, these guests have shaped me. I'm definitely not the same woman who started the show 100 episodes ago. You're listening to The Courage Cast, a show to equip and empower women to live bravely. Each week we'll share coaching conversations and stories of women who are willing to face their fear and pursue their purpose. Here's your host, life coach, author, and your secret weapon. Hello, my friends. 100 episodes. I think I need to let that sink in for just a minute. I have all of you to thank for being on this journey with me. A few months back, I started to plan this really grand, elaborate plan for celebrating this milestone, and my plans just kept falling flat no matter how hard I tried. So I decided, with the help of a few friends, to take the pressure off of myself, I know that's a novel approach, and to share directly from my heart about a few specific moments that have impacted me personally. I am so grateful for all of the amazing guests who've been on the show, but there are a few conversations that came at just the right time for me personally, and that's always been my hope for you as well, that when you hear an episode, that it will make a difference in your life, even if it's one little thing, one phrase, one comment that is said during an entire episode. Now you're going to hear snippets of these conversations, but I want to encourage you to go back and listen to each one of these episodes from start to finish because they were unbelievably life-changing for me and I hope for you too. So let's get started with one of my all-time favorite guests. She's a repeat on the show because of her massive wisdom. Gosh, I just love her Insta stories and I know you're going to be inspired too. I met Tanya when she was running her Shop County Collective in Prince Edward County. And from the moment I met her, I absolutely adored her. She's bold and honest and willing to share about her life and her story, which makes her someone who we all want to hear from. And by the way, in case you're not following her already, go do that right now. Her handle is Mama in Bloom. And I had a hard time picking out one thing in particular that she shared with us from the two episodes that she was on. So the first one was around her journey with mental health and it's episode 17 called Courage Found Me. But the second one is the one that I want to talk about today. And it's all about body confidence, episode 54. So let's take a listen. So I posted a photo of myself in a two-piece and If we're speaking honestly, that's probably the first or second time in my life I've ever been in a two-piece. And I put it on Instagram thinking like, okay, good for you, Tanya. Like you did your thing. You're 30. Congratulations. And then when I woke up that morning, not only was it my most liked post ever, but the comments and the outpouring of love and um, of real connection from women who follow me and who I follow was overwhelming. It was just so evident that this was a topic that people felt like they wanted to express themselves with and wanted to articulate, but they didn't have the right way of doing it. And opening myself up that way 
helped me so much just in those connections with those women. It was amazing. Um, I saw it and first of all, you look beautiful. I love the bathing suit. It was, it, <laughs> I was like, wow, that bathing suit is beautiful. And, um, <laughs> and I was so proud of you for doing it. I myself a couple of years ago bought my first two piece and oh, yeah. I haven't worn it in a few years cause I gained a little bit of weight. And so it doesn't look the same as it did when I purchased it the first time. But, um, I have never thought about posting myself in a bathing suit for people to see and forever it, 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 <laughs> I will, or ever for any reason yeah you know what I, initially it was my goal for myself and I thought like okay you know I'm gonna do this who's around me nobody my husband my kids like what's going it's, it's not gonna go anywhere who cares um but then Dustin my husband actually was like you know what let me take a picture of you let's document it because he's great and supportive and really um is a true partner in that sense. So he took a nice photo of me and I thought, you know what, the real shackles and the real sort of diminishing feelings I have on my body is what people will perceive me as if I share them. And it wasn't even the idea of people um, attacking my body or having a thought about my body because I go around all day, every day, people can see what I look like. I'm not hiding anything. But the idea of being comfortable enough with myself to share a photo like that was the real rebellion for me. So mm -hmm. I think that's what sparked, what sparked it for me, just saying, you know what, I'm going to share myself and I don't really care what anybody thinks about that relationship I have with myself. And that was the powerful part of that for me, not the two piece or my body or my midriff or anything like that. Okay, so there's a couple things as soon as you've said that, that I just want to go down a couple trails. But first of all, the fact that you said something about we, we feel like we're hiding something, but we're actually not. People see us every day. We oh, have totally. a perception that they can't actually see what we really look like. And, and I mean, those lines are a little bit blurred with the whole Instagram thing because, you know, a lot of people don't know me in, in real life, but I you know at this point in my life i laugh a little bit when people are worried about what they're wearing or how things make them look it's like totally you wear what's best for you you wear what you're most confident in so people have eyes you know we're not i'm never going to hide my shape from somebody even if i put myself in a tent i mean people can get a good gist of what's under the tent so really understanding that people can see you and it's okay to be seen is part of the journey there was one particular moment when we were talking when I just got it. I had that Oprah aha moment, like right in the middle of the conversation with Tanya. It was when she talked about allowing yourself to be seen. That got me right in the heart for so many reasons. Growing up, I was always pretty self-assured, but there was one thing that I can always remember struggling with, and that was how my body looked. And I have carried an extra bit of weight for my entire life. And it's kind of like the bane of my existence, really, when I think about it. It's something that I never really stop thinking about. And although my parents really didn't put any pressure on me to lose any weight, I always wanted to lose those extra pounds. So I would put myself on diets. 
know, maybe it's the whole Enneagram One thing coming out of me, trying to be perfect, trying to have it just right. Now, for reasons I won't get into today, I know that there was a part of me that wanted to hide, wanted to hide my body, everything about me. So when Tanya talked about the fact that people really can actually see us, like we're not hiding anything from anybody by wearing anything, even though we are trying to, something just clicked at me. I thought, you know, you're right. People can see me, but am I allowing myself to be seen? Am I showing up as the woman that I really want to show up as? We all know that hindsight is 2020. And when I look back at being a teen and even in my 20s and 30s, I see a woman who looks pretty damn good. But I was also afraid of being seen. So fearful of what other people thought of me. But the truth is, I do actually want to be seen. Not to be approved of and valued for what I look like, but because the body that I have has been my constant companion. It's carried me, it's strong and vibrant and healthy and even a little bit sexy if I'm, you know, just, you know, there we go, I said it. So, so what if I carry a few extra pounds or that my gray roots are coming in and my hair doesn't always look perfect and I'm proud of those laugh lines on my face and I'm thankful in every way for the body that I have. So I want to thank Tanya for her brilliant insight and words because they spoke directly to the part of me that needed to be reminded to stand up and be seen imperfectly just as I am. Now, some of you may know that I am a massive skating fan, borderline obsessive skating fan, actually. Um, I've been known to go to multiple shows in a day. I've been known to go to multiple shows on a tour just to see my favorite skaters. In the past, it was an escape for me, kind of like binging Netflix, only I was watching figure skating. Now, thankfully, I'm not alone in this because over the years, I've actually met many other skating fans whom I've become real life friends with. So if any of y'all are listening, hey, I'm so glad that we've met and that you're listening to the Courage Cast right now. So I want to share with you one of my favorite episodes, and it's with figure skating Olympic champion Megan Duhamel. Just talking about adversity and overcoming that, and I know that there was a time when you and Eric had some adversity that you had to overcome kind of with your skating. How were you able to do that? I mean, I don't want to say it was easy to do that, but you you build up a collection of tools that you can use over the over the years. I built up all of all of these things I could use when I was in a difficult situation, um, all these traits or analogies and different things. So um, when you're when you're faced with adversity, you can sit back and you can cry, or you can get up right away and think, okay, what do we do about this? Um, and and the whole season before the Olympics was a challenge after a challenge after a challenge. It was it was like a crazy. Uh, snowball that just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and all of a sudden we showed up at the world championships in 2017 went from world champions to seventh place and like I went to bed that night and I woke up at whatever like six or seven in the morning with a game plan already ready Mm. for what we were going to do to overcome that I didn't waste any time 
I, I called Eric that morning and I was like, this is what we're going to do. This is what we need to do. This, 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 this. He gave me his checklist and we were like, okay, we have to start now. I mean, so I didn't, I feel like we just never, we tried to never waste any time. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't go home and pout about it for a month and then, you know, not take any action. It was like creating a game plan right away. How do we get ourselves out of this hole that we've dug ourselves into? And also throughout it all, you have to find a way to, to somehow stay positive in situations like that. Yeah. Um, because that's what's going to make climbing out of these holes a little bit easier. Um, and, and also in some weird way, when I've been, when myself personally, I've been faced with some of the worst adversities and the worst challenges, it brings me the biggest motivation because I, I just can't wait to turn it around. I can't wait to prove everybody wrong. Okay. So this was a completely surreal moment for me. Having an Olympic champion, pair skater Megan Duhamel on the podcast was definitely a highlight for me as I've recorded these episodes. And I'll tell you what, she did not disappoint. This woman is fierce and unrelenting. She is driven and so, so, so down to earth. Like, a real person. I love it. I love that about her. And talking to her was like talking to an old friend. Her insight and her wisdom impacted me so deeply. And it's something I am still trying to implement to this day. Here's a woman who's at the top of her game one day, then finds herself in seventh place. And I'm sure that the internal struggle that she was facing was something that most of us may never completely understand. But what stood out to me the most was when she said, I didn't want to waste any time to come up with a new game plan. Seriously, that moment I thought to myself, I am so guilty of that. I waste so much time going over what has gone wrong and wishing and hoping that things were different. And here this elite athlete is telling me that she has had to regroup and get back out there with a new plan within 24 hours. Simple and it's so damn hard. And it reminds me of another woman I admire a lot. And she says this, everything is figureoutable. If you are a fan of Marie Forleo, you know that that is kind of her catchphrase. In fact, it's a book that she wrote. Everything is figureoutable. And that is the truth. So thank you, Marie Forleo, for your brilliant insight in business, in relationships, in adversity. When things aren't going as planned, When I feel like the rug has been pulled from underneath me, and trust me, it has, I have a responsibility to myself to come up with a new plan, a better plan, and just to keep trying. So thank you, Megan. I think you're pretty incredible. And friends, if you haven't listened to this episode, make sure you do. It's episode number 71, A Journey to Gold with Megan DeHamel. Hi, beautiful. Here's your daily reminder that you are loved, you are important, and you are perfect just the way you are. The way those words just made you feel, that's what it feels like to slip into an Honor Brooks robe. Honor Brooks is a female-founded luxury robe and loungewear brand. Every unique, high-quality Canadian-made piece is designed to be a reminder that we are all made up of beautiful, unique details. For 15% off your very own Honor Brooks piece, head to honorbrooks.ca and enter promo code COURAGECAST at checkout. That's O-N-D-E-R 
B-R-O-E-K-S dot C-A. Promo code COURAGECAST. I've shared with you my own fear of being seen, how I've struggled with getting back in the game, but this next guest really pushed me out of my comfort zone. This past fall, I invited money and abundance coach. I mean, just even saying that, I mean, hello, does that not feel like, ah, you're amazing. Money and abundance coach, Vanessa Bowen, to talk about the struggles that women, especially entrepreneurs and creatives, have around believing their worth. What she said to me made me realize that the breakthrough I needed and was looking for in my finances was directly tied to what I believe to be true about myself. And again, it all goes back to our sense of worthiness and and what we feel like we deserve. But I'm just kind of visualizing a few of my clients that do fit that, that profile. And it's really that sense of believing that they can do it, believing in themselves, believing that they already have what they need to be successful. Even if they may not have it physically, or maybe it's like something they need that's outside of their zone of genius, they know that they can find those resources, partner with people. So it's already this overarching sense of I can do it that I think shifts. And it definitely shifts your subconscious when you can, it's, it's so crazy for our subconscious. It honestly doesn't like change. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It loves to just stay in the same spot. It loves to be comfortable, but when you can start to reprogram it. And so by having that belief of I can, and then let's say you put that out and you do something that you haven't done before that starts to unravel part of that block. So these women, if they constantly go after whatever that dream is and they're constantly doing it and feeling like they're enough and feeling like they can do it, that block eventually will unravel and they'll start to believe and live in that new truth. So are you saying like that, you know, if you did a one small win, if you got one small win, then you Mm -hmm. would be more motivated to like accumulate those wins. Absolutely. Absolutely. It shifts your mindset dramatically. That's, that's amazing because, you know, I, I, I talk to my clients about that, even just, you know, when they're talking about like what they're doing is because most of them are creatives, entrepreneurs, and they're, they're moving in that sphere. But a lot of times, even for them, they, they talk about, you know, well, I just can't put myself out there. I'm having Mm. such a hard time putting myself first or putting myself out there. So do you see that correlation, you know, um, kind of also bleeding into that financial block as well? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially the, if they are creatives and it's that whole block of not putting themselves out there, that is totally correlated to their financial life. Because if you're, if you're going to coop up in your home and and not put out your works, your gifts, then how else are you going to get paid or compensated for it? Mm -hmm. And that is a huge, I, I know a lot of my clients that do battle with that. And it's this this fear it's really just the fear and some of it is rooted in the fear of failure some of it's rooted in the fear of being successful but i totally agree that that sense of not putting yourself out is heavily tagged to where you're at financially now that's just a little tidbit from episode 86 with vanessa bowen i really think that this one is one we all need to hear And I know that it is often difficult for people to listen to conversations around money, but I think that you will definitely benefit from listening to this one on repeat. What she said to me was so simple 
And yet I still kind of grapple with believing in my own worth and putting myself out there. And I am certain that I am not alone in this. To be honest, I'm reminded right this very moment that I need to shed the old narrative on who I used to be and to start to embody who I truly am, the woman I am becoming. Because the woman I am becoming believes in herself and has no problem putting herself out there without fear of what people will say and what others may think. And with that comes financial breakthrough. Can I get an amen? Now, not until recently have I been able to unravel the financial blocks that have been standing in the way for decades. And at the heart of it all is this belief that I deserve it. The moment I would start making money and have any modicum of success, I would find a way, and trust me, there were many of them, to sabotage my success because I truly didn't believe that I could be worthy of having it. But thanks to my new friend, Vanessa, I am well on my way. Okay, so I hope you're ready to go just a little bit deeper with me and you're hanging in there because this next lesson is a doozy, one that I'm actively trying to overcome. Let me rephrase that. One I am overcoming. Because let's be real, folks, it doesn't matter how secure or confident we all might appear, no one is immune to falling prey to listening to the voice of someone else over our own truth. If you've ever had the opportunity to hear Cheryl Nemhard speak, you know that she is a powerhouse. She is a dynamo, a force. And can she ever speak truth? Now she joins me on episode 79 and the truth bombs that she drops are unbelievable. Like seriously, it's an episode that if you are just looking at your relationships and how you're um, able just to kind of believe in your worth and put yourself out there, this is one that you definitely need to listen to. But there was one thing that she said that just completely stood above the rest. And it's this, that we should not be tethered to other people's opinions. There has to be a moment where I um, realize that I am being tethered. Think of, think of, you know, being, think of this long, huge, heavy cord being wrapped around you with a couple of knots. And you're not even fully aware that other people are holding that rope for you. Mm. That's what opinions are. What they say limits how far you go, the choices you make. You are running after something and because of someone's opinion, you decide, okay, I won't do that. It's too much too soon. Or my dream is too big. Or you don't think that I've got the education and the background to qualify for this moment. Um, rather than really passion, purpose, and like vision. Um, so we, we alter. And so I think being finding the strength, the inner fortitude to sever that tie, to cut that cord. Yes, you may feel like you're free falling, but you are falling into greater purpose. You are falling into a place where now you are making decisions based on what is driving you inwardly and nothing else. You are pursuing the thing without all of these people telling you a sea of no's. You are actually saying, you know what? I, I, I know what it is that I'm called to do. I know what my purpose is. It's that thing that drives me at night. It's that thing that I can't stop thinking about. It is that thing that I would do without sleep, without pay, without like all the withouts. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get back on track. And I think the most dangerous 
you want to talk about dangerous, if I can use that phrase, I think yeah. the most dangerous entrepreneur, the most dangerous woman leader uh, is, is or, or male leader is the person who is not moved by people's opinions. Preach, girl. That is good. That's a dangerous person. Yes. All I can see is the image of a rope and the knots. Approval, opinions, fears, baggage. And I think it's safe to say that we shouldn't be tethered to any of those things, whether it be of our own or of someone else. And when I was younger, my desire for approval, okay, seriously, let's just get really honest here. My desire for approval, even now, um, from my parents, was a pretty big deal. And if I'm honest, I've always wanted them to approve my decisions. I can't believe I'm just literally rewriting this as I'm talking. You know what? The truth of the matter is we all want the approval of others before we ever make any decisions. And that will keep us playing small. The opinions of others should not matter more than the opinion we have for ourselves. The one that we know, that we've listened to that still small voice that we've been led to. And I almost hate to admit it, but I do care what other people think of me. And it is something that I am really trying to overcome. And as I grow and mature, I am slowly coming to the realization that I have to let that go. That approval should not matter to me nearly as much as what I know to be true. So whether it's in my business or in the podcast or even on my own particular views on topics, I can't be swayed by what other people think, even my friends, even my family members. So thank you, Cheryl Nemhard. Thank you, thank you, thank you for the timely reminder. And I promise I'm going to keep working on it. Now we've come to the end of the podcast, but I want to share one more simple concept that was so eloquently put by the talented Ruth Cho Simons. And I so appreciated being able to talk with Ruth because she's a brilliant designer and creative. She runs a successful business and she homeschools her six boys. I mean, seriously, you heard right, six boys. Although I think that some of them have now graduated, but I digress. That's not the point. From the moment I started to talk with her, I knew that I had so much to learn from her. Her sincerity and love for what she does is so evident. And if you listen to episode 83, Beholding and Becoming, you are going to be so inspired by this woman. So let's take a listen to what she has to say. When you really study something, when you really pay attention to something and you really say, wow, that is worthy of my time. That's beholding. Beholding is saying, this is worthy. I am turning my gaze to this and not that. And so when I put the book together, I wanted it to be a juxtaposition, a constant pairing of what is it that we can behold rightly in our everyday lives? And then how do we see that ultimately change us? Because the reality is the more you behold something, if you behold your bitterness in your life every day, you keep thinking about it, you keep fixating, fixating on it, you keep repeating the wrong done to you over and over and over again, that will shape who you become. That will affect the person that you become in five years. You will go in the direction and the trajectory of that bitterness. But if instead in your everyday life, whether it's putting a meal on the table for your family or, um, or faithfully walking through over and over the work that is um, right before you or whatever the circumstance is, 
if you behold God's character and his purposes, and you have to go to the word for that. I can't make that up, but, but I reveal and I, and I open it up to say, hey, let's look at what the Bible tells us about what God is doing in our lives when we're going through these circumstances. Um, when you behold that, then whether it be five days, five years, um, a decade from now, we become shaped. Uh, the person we become will be influenced by how you're looking today at the circumstances of your life. So the beholding and becoming become pairs throughout the book. There are 16 pairs of them. Um, one way to behold and one way to become in each circumstance of, that we find in our daily lives. Of all the lessons, this is the one that can easily get away on me. During times of stress and anxiety, I've often been tempted to slip into the dark hole of Netflix or figure skating, you know, take your pick, and watching YouTube videos of figure skaters, all in an attempt to numb out or self-medicate. I do also eat chocolate and um, ice cream, but you know, okay. Sadly, when I do this, it's not a one-time thing. And it's something that I end up doing for, well, too many days. And the results are never great. I start to think and act and believe about what I have been consuming, which is not always staying focused on what my end goals should be. It's really just escaping into something else. And at every stage of my life, I have to choose to behold something that is good and to be positive and keep those things focused in my life. Tony Robbins says it best, what you focus on grows. So I know that keeping my goals and my dreams and visions at the forefront are what is actually going to continue to propel me forward. And I know, I know that I know that I know that God has purposed something in me so specific that I feel compelled to live out. So I'm so thankful to Ruth for this beautiful reminder that at the end of the day, it's really about what we are putting in our vision that matters most. If we dwell on the negative, we will see the negative come to fruition in our lives. But we put our purpose, we place God, when we know exactly what it is that we desire to live out, when we put that in what we're beholding, then that is definitely what we become. So make sure you listen to that episode, episode 83. My heart is full. And just recording this episode reminded me that when I'm sharing these conversations and these guests with you, that I'm also being changed. And I'm encouraged and I'm empowered and I'm equipped to live bravely. So in some ways, you know what, this is just as much for me as it is for you. And I really hope and pray that when you listen to these episodes, that you take away something from every single one of them. And I'm grateful to every guest that has ever been on the show. These women give up their time to chat with me. And I know for for most of them, that is something that they don't have a lot of because they're really busy doing really amazing things. And I'm also grateful for my friends who faithfully listen and send me messages of encouragement when I need it. And also to my creative team, the people who drive this thing forward that help me to stay on track, Stephen Crilly, who produces and writes all of the original music, Kate Tenkate, who has kind of been my sounding board. She does the voiceover and she just is one, one of the people who really help 
for me to focus on what I'm doing. And Alyssa Juhas, the creative genius who helps me with design and just is there when I need, um, just to bounce off creative ideas and just giving me her seven energy. And also a huge shout out to this season's sponsor, Onderbrooks, my girl, Tara, who is inspiring me daily with her beautiful company, Luxury Robes. If you've not already purchased yourself one or gifted one to someone else, go and do it. You will not be disappointed. She offers a 15% discount to anyone who listens to the Courage Cast. Just use Courage Cast as the promo code when you are checking out. And it's onderbrooks.ca. I will make sure that all of that is in the show notes so that you can make sure that you connect with her. Well, we did it. 100 episodes. Oh gosh, I can't believe it. We've got some big things planned for this next coming season of the podcast, which we will share with you, I promise, very, very soon. But I want to thank you for joining me today and every time you tune in to the Courage Cast. Make sure you connect with me over on the gram at, at the.couragecast or on my personal account at, at Miss Crispy. Until next time, remember you have everything you need to live bravely. If you like this episode of The Courage Cast, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a rating and review, and while you're there, hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. Original music and production by Stephen Crilly.